I planned visiting you today, even though it's not on the official itinerary. But this is my house. Pastor is only taking care. He's a caretaker. I'm the owner of the house. So anytime I come, he packs all his programs and then I take over. Thank God uh, you, you are doing well. God bless you. Amen. Today is Pensions Day. Pensions Day. It is a day set aside by the church for us to raise some funds for retirees in our midst. I mean the ministers who are in retirement. But it's also a time when we have to speak to ourselves. When you and I have to know we will definitely go on retirement one day. Retirement is very sure. It is as real as death. It's inevitable. One day ago, uh, I was about 40 years somewhere when I was transferred to a station. When I got there, the area head told me, well, a pension committee chairman. You will be the pensions committee chairman. Then I said, oh, Papa, now why? Why are you giving me this in Kwakura post? <laughs> why are you giving me a position meant for the old men? I'm too young for that. Then he said, in fact, I learned a lot from them, and it has actually informed my, uh, my plans for this time. So you go. That was 40 years, and next year I'm going. Next year I'm going. It's about 25 years. I thought it was a very long time away. So you will surely go. So this morning, we will talk about how you retire. The pension board has a theme for the day, and it is still possessing the nation's one on retirement. So we are reading uh, the test they gave us is Psalm 90, verse 12, then Isaiah 46, verse 4. Psalm 90, verse 12, then Isaiah chapter 46, verse 4. Psalm 90, verse 4. Verse 12, then Isaiah chapter 46, verse number 4. Amen. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Psalm 46, Isaiah 46, and verse 4. Isaiah chapter 46, verse number 4. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I've made you and I'll carry you. I'll sustain you and I will rescue you. Amen. Still possessing the nations, even on retirement. In fact, the first nation 
you and I need to possess is our very life, our personal life. We must possess it now and even in retirement. When you possess your life, you'll be able to possess your home, you'll be able to possess your family, you'll be able to possess our nation as well. So you need to possess your life, even in retirement. God is assuring us that even in our retirement, he is still God, and that he was going to carry us when you read the when you read the three verses, it says, "Odubesi akonkon," he will carry you on his shoulders. It means God is so much concerned about us, not only in our youthful age, but also in our old age. But still, God works with us. You need to plan your life. You need to plan your own life so that you bring God into your life, into your plans. He will only order your steps when you know where you are going. I pray that on this pension day, we'll know what we are going to do. Um, I want to talk about things that leads people into poverty. This morning I was thinking about it, and I said, well, poverty is relative. Uh, what makes me po uh, poor might not apply to you. It is relative. But so uh, I want a better word to replace that. What makes you poor? Uh, when we talk about poverty, it is uh, when people lack basic amenities, you lack food, you lack clothing, you lack shelter, and even when you lack peace, when you don't have peace, in a way it is also poverty. But you can live above poverty. There are a lot of things which brings poverty to people. And when you are poor, uh, you can die before your age. Uh, when we are celebrating our uh, funeral services, we usually say, rather than mine, Yehoah Nafa. Sometimes it is not Yehoah who has far. It is not God who has taken it. You can also end your life abruptly if you don't plan it well. So poverty kills, it kills several people directly or indirectly. Poverty steals the dignity of a man. If you are poor, you don't have that dignity. It destroys your destiny and that of your children as well. Poverty steals your peace in a family or a home. You might be living well with your wife, with your children, and when you don't plan your, your life well and poverty sets in, you lose your peace. There will always be these quarrels and whatnot. Poverty steals the peace in our homes. So what are some of the things that brings poverty? If I want to use a better word, that brings hardships. 
Number one is the choices we make. The choices we make. We are where we are today, new to the church, the choices we made in the past. So where you are today is due to the choices you made in the past. Similarly, your future depends on the choice you make today. I pray that you make a good choice today. Everything that we are and have, including our wealth, including our health, our happiness, our joy, are the results of the choices we have made in the past. There are always two choices. You have a good choice or a bad one. And don't forget, any choice you make is an alternative. It means you came to or you arrived at two things and you decided to go for one. So it is always an alternative and you are responsible for it. You are responsible. So even if somebody is advising you, somebody is counseling you, you have to think very well into the advice or the counseling he is giving you so that the choice you make becomes you, your own. And in that wise, you are responsible for it. Thank God. God is so good to us. When you read Psalm 38 verse, Psalm 32 verse 8, the Lord has promised to instruct and to teach us in the way we should go. God says, I will instruct you, I will teach you, and lead you into where you are supposed to go. Hallelujah. May we be in tune with the Holy Spirit so that when he is directing us, we know where we should go. Hallelujah. God has ordained each and every one of us with a special work. You don't just do medicine because Dr. Mayeden is a medical officer, no. But God has a special work for each and every one of us. So you have to go to him. He is your father. So let him know that you are depending on him. He should direct you to what you are supposed to do. It is only he who knows the end from the beginning. So he knows how your end will be. When you allow him to lead you, he leads you. The entire world is engulfed in darkness. The world is dark. And it takes the light of God, which is Jesus Christ, to lead us in this darkness. May the Lord hold your hand. May he lead you. May he guide your steps so that your end will be better than your beginning. Hallelujah. So what choices are you making? What choices are you making? There was this lady who was a banker. He worked with a bank. Well, it came to a time he realized banking wasn't her profession. 
he is easy into catering, into cooking. So he started with the cooking. He gave it lunch free to his, uh, the staff at a bank where she was. And they were all happy with it. They were praising him, praising her. Your, your food is good. Your food is good. So she extended it to other banks. And she realized she was very good in cooking wache. So she specialized in wache. Then um, instead of giving it out free, she started selling it. Uh, going from bank to bank, supplying them with watch a lunch. And eventually, she left her work with the bank. The parents never understood her, but she told them, God has spoken to me. This is my area. This is what I want to do. Lo and behold, this lady has now become an international woman. When there are international conferences, people do take her along just to go and cook Ghana wache for them to eat. She is now a very big woman. I pray that the Lord leads you this morning so that you know where you are supposed to go. We don't copy others. You don't copy. But... Uh, cling to God, and she, he will direct you as to what to do. The second thing which sometimes brings hardships or poverty is addiction. Addiction. This is the dependence on the use of something, a habit or a practice, that damages or shortens one's life. Uh, there is a dependence on the use of something a habit, a practice that damages or shortens one's life. Some of these addictions may appear not to be harmful, and yet they can lead to hardships. They can lead to poverty. Examples like gambling, eating of specific foods, drinking of specific drinks, uh, watching of movies, being on the social or print media, cosmetics. It may be subtle, but its effect is as harmful as any drug. So when you are getting addicted to specific foods, so every night you have to take one cook. You have to go for Guinness. You have to go for malt. Yeah. I need malt to be able to sleep. You are getting addicted to that food. Some of our ladies are addicted to cosmetics. I think I spoke about it some time ago here when I met the salary workers. So she's so much addicted to cosmetics, she has the one that she uses on the forehead, on the eye, eyelids, on the nose, on the mouth, on the neck, and even in the other fingers. So she saw when you get to the room, the whole wardrobe is filled with cosmetics. Count the costs 
count the cost. I don't say you don't have to be pretty. You don't need so much of these things to look pretty. You are born beautiful. You are very beautiful. So let your makeup be... Mm, where the band I mean you to? Moderate. Moderate makeup. What you padakakra, opanke kakra. Don't come with different colors on your face. It's costing you. It's costing you. You get so much addicted. When you don't have them, you are not happy. So anytime you, you receive your pay, you are thinking of the pancakes, you are thinking of the powders, you are thinking of the creams to use. Please be careful with addiction. Be careful with it. Be careful with it. Some people are compulsive consumers. So anytime they receive their salaries, their pay, the first reaction is to go for a buying spree. She wants to go out and buy something. Mind you, any income that comes your way has two sides. You have the bread side and the seed. So when you begin to eat your seed, uh, you will not be a good farmer. You cannot be a good farmer when you eat all your seed. So any income that comes from you has the seed factor and then the bread factor. Di nejebi. Di nejebi. Spend, but leave some. Save. Begin to save. Save something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, there was a time I came to you. Some trees are extinct now. You don't find them. Some trees are extinct just because uh, we never had people um, preserving their seeds. The seeds were destroyed, so they are extinct now. You can also have an extinct life when you begin to eat your seed and never wanting to preserve some. Hallelujah. May the Lord grant us wisdom even as we plan our future. Amen. Amen. So please save, save, save. The habit of saying saving is the foundation for investment. So when you save, kakra, kakra, you lay a foundation for an investment. I've once told you, when I was in Carnation, I met the district executive committee members at our end of year meeting. Then I told them, I have a Christmas gift for them. The gift was penny box, money box. So I gave each and every one a money box. Then I told them, make sure every day your hand goes into the box. Then at the end of the year, we all made an account for what we've been able to save in the money box. I thank God one of the elders was able to buy a plot out of that savings. So, it is not about uh, too much. It's not too much. It is not about how much I earn, but how much 
you spend and how much you save. This elder has lived in Accra for years. He's an elder of the church. When you go, he has only one single room. He was in a single room with a whole family. A very respected elder. Yet, he had no plot of his own. I pray that from here, you own a plot. If you have a plot, you begin to develop it. If you are developing it, you end with a development and then live in your own house. May God give you the keys to your house. May God give you the keys to your own home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The other factors uh, is laziness. The habit of resting before you get tired. When you rest before you get tired, then you have been lazy. Yes. You need to rest when you are tired. There are some people who never put their hands to engage in any meaningful work. They have chosen to idle and meddle in, a, in the affairs of other people. When they are encouraged to work, they begin to complain. My father once told me, hard work doesn't kill. And please, 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 let's eschew laziness. Don't rest when you are not tired. Don't look at the skies and say, oh, that is all. We went to London one time, and a lady was sharing her experience with us. She came to pick a sister to London. Uh, fortunately, he found a temporary work for her. Then one day, he had a call from the sister's workplace. Your sister hasn't come to work. What is wrong? Then she called. I could see her now. He said, ah, and she told him, it is raining, so I'm sleeping. Then he said, ah, because I had to say Ghana. You think this is like Ghana? Here, when it is raining, we do work. We work when it is raining. Please and please, uh, there are only three pillars for a successful life. Godliness, relationship, and hard work. Hard work. These are the three pillars. When you leave any of them out, yeah, you will encounter hardship. So as you are serving God, you need to have a network of people. You need to relate well with people. And then you also have to be a hard-working somebody. Amen. The sluggard or the lazy person craves, and he gets nothing. That is Proverbs 10, 14. So you'll be craving, uh, but you get nothing. You, you, uh, you can't do it when you are lazy. Hallelujah. If you don't plow during the farming season, how will you harvest? How will you harvest? So this is your season. This is your farming season. You need to plow and make sure that um, 
you join the harvesters when the harvest comes. So oversleeping goes with laziness. Oversleeping. You need to sleep, but sleep when you have to. Sleep when you have to. Uh, do not last sleep or you grow poor. That is the Bible. Proverbs 20:13. If you last sleep, you grow poor. You grow poor. Lazy people sleep soundly, but idleness leaves them hungry. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 15. Until you stop sleeping and find something worth doing, poverty is likely to be your lot. That will neither bring glory to God nor enable you to make any progress in life. Sometimes we are not able to manage ourselves. If you are not able to manage yourself, you, you, you go into poverty or hardships. Some people who are unable to manage their personal lives or any business, no matter how much they are motivated, they will show that they are incapable of being on their own. If, if you find yourself to be in this group, uh, you don't plan to be an entrepreneur. So you rather work with others. Not all of us can manage businesses. So if you see that you are not the type, please come low, humble yourself, be faithful, and work with others. For time's sake, uh, there are some also who don't have the ability to find their God-given profession. So I've talked about that. There are some who are poor because they have never been able to discover their God-given vocations. Even though they are working, they are still not able to succeed in life. If you are in this group, I pray that from this meeting, God will show you where you should go, the work you are supposed to do. Hallelujah. Then manage your time very, very well. Manage your time well. We have eight hours of work, eight hours of rest. Then the eight hours, God has given that to us for, to manage. Eight hours work, eight hours sleep, then another eight hours for your own personal management. So if your work is taking you eight hours, you come to church for two hours, you do your morning devotion or any other devotion for one hour, it means you have about five hours left for you. What do you use the five hours for? Can't you do some side work apart from your banking work? Can't you do some other side work to add to your income? To add to your income. Mind you, you don't get satisfied with money. You always need money. You always need some money. So plan your life very, very well. If you are in a place where you can do some animal railing, you can do some backyard gardening, please do it. 
It all adds up to your income. Amen. Sometimes curses, curses can also bring about poverty. Some are poor due to a curse upon their life. Sometimes as a result of disobedience to God, if you disobey God, if you don't pay your tithe, the Bible says you are bringing a curse upon your life. When you don't do the work of God as you are supposed to do, when you read Haggai, the book of Haggai chapter 1, the people were not doing the work of God as they are supposed to do. They had all forms of excuses. So the Lord was telling them, you grow so much, but you harvest a few. You expect to receive so much, but what you have is very few. When you are entrusted with any work of the Lord, please do it and do it very, very well. Amen. To conclude, I want us to look at some tidbits on retirement. There are some misconceptions. People think my expenses will decrease when I retire. It is not true. Your expenses will not decrease when you retire. You still eat, you clothe yourself, you need to sleep. And even in retirement, when you are not lucky, and there is a terminal disease, when you are attacked by a terminal disease, please know your expenses will not decrease. My retirement will last only 15 years. You will live longer than that. You will live longer than that. So plan ahead. Don't think, uh, I'm, I'll be 65 next year. I'm thinking of living above 90, more than 90. One, I <laughs> Hallelujah. Social security and pension will pay for my basic expenses. That is also not true. SNIT law will take care of retirees up to 72 years. But couples who stay very well, like uh, I'm staying well with mama, so I hope to live longer. She will also live longer. When you plan your life very well, with a very good lifestyle, you will live longer, like Elder Ajay. Hallelujah. My pension benefits will keep pace with inflation. That is also not true. Your pension benefits never keep pace with inflation. There's plenty of time for me to start saving for my retirement. Saving a little bit won't help you. My children will take care of me. Are you taking of care of your parents? Uh, we are only caring for our children because we are supposed to. Even the Bible says we should rather leave a legacy for our children. It is not the children who are coming to take care of us. So take care of your own life. Start now so that even in pension, you will still possess your life. Retirement is as real as death. I've told you there are factors that can take us out of employment 
prematurely. Sickness, accidents, downsizing of uh, employees, firing that is dismissal. And how are you going to live if any of these things should come to you? We serve a God who is ready to take care of us, even in our old age. He has promised to carry us on his shoulders. He has promised to carry us on his shoulders. In conclusion, you are the only one that can power your dream. You are the only one that can power your dream. As much as people would like to assist you, the responsibility is solely on you to make it happen. There is so much power in you to bring your dreams into reality. You were born to win, so you have to win. Hallelujah. Right from your father's groins, you were born a winner. About two million of your type competed with you, and you came out successful. So the Bible is true in saying that we are more than conquerors in Jesus' name. So you are a conqueror. You are a victor. You are a winner. Oh, Lord, bless our works. Let our retirement be successful. Help us to enjoy our retirement. Help us to exit uh, joyfully. You exit from your work joyfully with the notion that it shall be well with us all. God bless you. Amen.